0: Hello, and welcome back to Malls on Mission. I'm Philip,
1: And I'm Anna. And we're so
0: delighted that you're listening to our voices right now. Welcome. All right, we'll start this off with a question. This one is less silly than some previous questions, but it's still a question. Anna, what is your favorite mode of transportation and why?
1: My favorite mode of transportation. Your
0: favorite mode of transportation. The one you enjoy the best or have the best memories on or like the convenience, like whatever your reason, what's your favorite mode of transportation? And this could be like walking, biking, horseback. Um, Segway, hoverboards, airplanes, yes. cars, you know, <laughs> any mode of transportation.
1: Ooh. Okay. Um, that's a, it's a good question. My, my first thought as you brought that to mind was more of a memory okay. thing. Um, was my longboard Ooh. getting around, riding around on the longboard, getting around campus a little bit on my okay. longboard. It was a good phase of life. Okay. I, I very much enjoyed my longboard. Okay, and then so you've our... got some
0: nostalgia yeah. for a phase of life attached.
1: I, I wouldn't want to use it regularly now.
0: Yeah, well, you're pregnant.
1: I don't think that would go very well. Not great. Um, I would not
0: approve of that, okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, but yes, I very much enjoyed my longboard phase, and okay. I think I think I would put that. It's it's hard to pick a favorite because mm-hmm. are we talking convenience? Because
0: I'm talking favorite.
1: Well, but like, how am I going to categorize my favorite? Because you've got the convenience factor, (laughs) you've got the enjoyment factor, Uh you've got the efficiency Uh factor, the novelty factor, the novelty factor. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of things to consider. Yeah, I mean, you rode the bus once in college, so (laughs) one time. One time. (laughs) That's a little bit of it. I rode. I rode the the campus buses. Yeah, that's That's not not the same as a public transportation bus. Yeah. This is true. I enjoyed our our train ride as well.
0: Yes, that was a good train ride.
1: So, anyway, that's my answer. What's yours?
0: So, yours is longboard. Yeah. Because college life.
1: Yeah. Yeah? Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah, mine, I think everyone listening would be like, well, yours would be airplane <clears throat> because you fly airplane. But I really, really enjoyed that train ride. And it might just be Aww. because, like, we've only been on the one train ride. Thank you, Tyler Odden. Um, and, <laughs> but, like, I was spoiled. We went on the Smoky Mountain Railroad. So, like, we, like we a had a table. train. They gave us food. We still have our mugs mm-hmm. from the Smoky Mountain Railroad. We're riding through the Smokies, you know. You're moving fast, so it feels like this is an effective mode of transportation. But you also don't have to do anything. You're just there, and you have more room to move around than one of those like air, like one of those in the sky fart tubes that is a commercial airliner, <laughs> um, which you can't move around on. You just got to sit in your seat, and you hope you're not in an aisle row because then the snack cart's gonna roll by and obliterate your elbow if you have long arms like me. <laughs> um, I didn't have to do- worry about any of that. It was just we just got to sit there. Enjoy a snack, sit in our seats at our table. Yeah,
1: the beautiful mountain views.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, another plus of that was it was our honeymoon, yes, so
0: that didn't make it magical.
1: Yes, the novelty of mm-hmm. being married added yeah. to the magic.
0: But I would totally, I would totally do train again. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would do, I would do train. Now I've, I've not been on like uh, Amtrak train, so <laughs> that might change my opinion a little bit. But until then. I think my answer is going to be a train. I like it. It also just feels old timey. I like old stuff.
1: You old soul. I'm old soul. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah, we're going to go with the train. Very good. And uh, listener at home, I'm going to try to put in a, a place in this podcast episode where you could chime in your favorite mode of transportation as well. And then we can read and be delighted by your response. So. You go ahead and try to answer unless you're on a podcast player that can't answer. The Okay. But anyways, on to the next section. All right. Welcome to the update section of the podcast. I've, that felt too official, too formal. I, I should have been sillier. Next time, I'll be sillier when we move on to the next section. <laughs> anyways, uh, Anna, um, what what have you been up to? In the past almost three months since we've done one of these when we're together, just talking about what's going on in our lives.
1: Oh, you know, not a whole lot. Um, growing a baby, yeah. moving our entire life to Ocala, Florida, uh-huh. two hours north. Yep. Um, yeah, f- learning, mm-hmm. well, enjoying all of the craziness of holidays. Yep. Yeah, just, just you know, a few yeah. things.
0: 3 big family get-togethers, several little family get-togethers over holidays, a move, me quitting my job.
1: Yeah, lots yeah. of things. Yeah, lots of there's, things in the works. There's
0: been some change. And uh wh- why why did we move? Why couldn't we have just stayed in Tampa?
1: Oh, we we could have stayed in Tampa. But mm-hmm. um We've moved to be closer to my family, mm-hmm. uh, particularly for the third and what some people call the fourth um, trimesters, trimesters. <laughs> of pregnancy. <laughs> yeah. Um. And yeah, so we've moved back to my hometown, back yep. to my uh, childhood house. Mm-hmm and
0: we are living in your old schoolroom.
1: we are living in my old schoolroom. it looks very different yep. from what it did when i was in grade school mm-hmm. my parents have done a lot of work to the place yes. and it it's looks beautiful very nice. uh but yeah it's that's been in in some ways it feels very relaxing yeah uh just all the because the associations that I have from childhood yeah. are are positive. Yeah. And so living on the property that I grew up exploring yeah. and coming back to this space is, has been really nice. Yeah. Um
0: bit of an odd transition cuz we definitely associate this place right now with our on holiday. Right. This was my parents' guests. Yeah. So it's a little bit like, okay, now we have to retransition into, you know, the rest of our partnership development phase and we've still got some side jobs and some work that we're doing here and there. Trying to transition back into the regular flows of life and trying to find us some community while we're here and Yeah. Yeah, build some relationships. So yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird step, because it's like, all right, we're, it kind of feels like we're here to finish the partnership development process when yes. we're at our one hundred percent of our funding, and have our baby, and then move again. Yeah. So, yeah, the motivations to get really plugged in can be hard, um, and like, oh, do we try to find community? Do we try to invest? In some community, yeah, for the six months we're here,
1: and serving in different church yeah. capacities, different ministering mm-hmm. capacities, because yeah, and that is even limited before we move again, yeah. because um, from what I understand, having a, a new baby is is pretty all uh-huh. all consuming, and yep. so apparently uh, you
0: don't sleep much, I hear. <laughs> I mean, I think I'm just going to pop some sleeping pills, but...
1: We'll probably learn (laughs) to like coffee. Uh, Uh, Yeah. But, so, so yeah, that, that is an interesting thing to navigate because we're, we've got about three more months, well, almost four. Yeah, almost four. Almost four more months until baby's supposed to come. Yep. And that means, in my head, we've got four months to really uh live the way that we have been living in a serving yeah. and ministering and community oriented yeah. capacity. So that that clock mm-hmm. feels very short. That time yeah. feels very short. And yeah, starting over yeah. um in a sense. While we know a lot of people here and we have really good connections to yeah a number of churches mm-hmm. and um opportunities to serve are not few. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um yeah, finding the what what's realistic, what's healthy, what is really really what it comes down to is what is it that the Lord is calling us to do yeah. now um so that we can mm-hmm. maximize yeah, our yeah. our uh efficiency our Mm -hmm. capacity because we also want to have time with our families and time with each other before things Mm -hmm. change so yeah and then also learning or well i say learning figuring out a schedule (laughs) that is not defined by a nine to five job yep that's a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. Yeah,
0: it it's a little a little weird, especially like, I mean, my job has been very fixed, and, and I'm not trying to invalidate you in your job, but <laughs> uh, very fixed, like everyone shows up to the shop at this time, we take lunch at this time, we go home at this time. Yes. And, you know, four to five days a week, and it's like, I don't have that. Like, that's a pretty big structure to have, and then figure out how do I structure, how do we structure our lives now, and have that like external discipline to keep productive. And
1: right, it is very weird to look at the calendar when you know talking to people like, Oh, when can you get together? Yeah, I am literally free. I have free time literally every single day, yeah. like that's wild. Yeah. Because there was always like certain parameters in yeah. our schedule. Oh well, we can't do Monday nights because that's small group, yeah. and and Tuesday nights sometimes we also do small yeah. group. Wednesday nights we have, and and it we're going from something every single night, yeah. to really nothing yeah. on the schedule at all, and yeah. th- that's. We haven't had that. Uh-uh. The-
0: and on paper, that sounds like, oh, that's so freeing. But then you get there and you're like, like we st- we still need to get things done while we're here. But now it's not like, oh, I can only get this done at this time, so that's when I'm going to get it done. You now,
1: know? I think um, some of this might track with, if people remember, how... Initially, COVID was before yeah. Yeah. before um, everything had streamlined virtually. Yeah, how you f- you know you figure out how to do your job. Yeah, um, you, how to virtual you just,
0: school your kids.
1: Yeah, I think this is the most open our schedules ever been. Full stop. But a close second would be when we first got married. Yeah, at the beginning of 2020 when everything shut down and there were, there really were no options for after. Yeah. Um. Well, I say after school, like in yeah. the evening, yeah. you, we've got nothing. During the day, even mm-hmm. uh, um, you've got free time, so
0: yeah.
1: People can, I think, people can relate a little bit. You, you listeners, can l- yeah. look back
0: on your lives
1: on 2020 and remember what that felt yeah. like. How do I structure now that I've got a virtual job, which yeah. means during any like I'm just home, so I can start. I can do projects around the house. Yeah. I like.
0: I can do anything, <laughs> but what should but I what do? What should I do? I end yeah. up
1: sitting on the couch, yeah, not doing anything. Yeah, yeah.
0: So yeah, that that's been a transition for us, um, as we've been in this process. But yeah, I think I think we're getting there. I bought myself a couple planners. And those have been actually very helpful for me to just every morning sit down and be like, "All right, what's going on today? What do I need to do today? What are my top priorities for the day?"
1: You are a very just... good steward of really anything that's given to you, so your time and this free time that's been given given to you you're you're a very good steward of that um Thank just you. being able to organize your schedule and wanting to prioritize, mm. really doing something, not not allowing it to just kind of happen. Yeah. But I, I'm I to be see proactive. It, I see it as stewardship. <clears throat> uh, this this season is a gift. Yeah. This free time it we is. are probably I'm never gonna have again. Never again. So
0: once this little guy comes, <laughs> it's gone.
1: So hopefully, listeners. Uh, and also you and I can recognize we're not complaining about this no. in any uh-uh. way shape or form this is a huge blessing um while at the same time just an interesting thing to navigate yeah. um but i've seen you really steward that time and plan for it well we're mm. we're pretty we're pretty fresh into this mm-hmm. uh new season new, new season phase. <laughs> uh really today to me feels like the first full this is what life is gonna feel like for the next few months mm. because um all of the out-of-town family is yep. officially
0: back out of town back
1: out of town and so it it feels like yeah it feels like the holidays have officially ended yeah and there is no more while well, realizing too christmas was what two weeks ago now yeah that's mm-hmm. crazy. Yep, it goes uh, fast. It does go fast. We did have a a really fun holiday. Oh yes, we did. <laughs> holiday season. It was all over the place back and forth from Tampa to Ocala and every single family get together was a blast. Yep.
0: I made a I made a game that uh both my immediate family and your extended family got to play this year yes I built a uh, this language might not accurately describe what it is to all of you so I'll let Anna try to recap what I'm about to say in a way that hopefully everyone will understand
1: good preface okay I built a
0: three axis claw game (laughs) you know like you're in the arcade and you play the claw game and you waste all of your coins because it just drops the teddy bear before it gets to the exit spot I built one of those but you need four people to play it because everyone's pulling on strings to move the claw around like this, probably like ten by ten.
1: You made it. You made it pretty Maybe, big. It
0: might have been like twenty by twenty.
1: It was. It was a large yeah. space to cover, uh-huh. and and the it the was goal a team game.
0: To, yeah, pick up as many chickens, the like the rubber chickens, as you can, and drop them in the bag. Well, the game definitely evolved.
1: The original oh, yes, the original game was just figure out how to use work together yeah. as a team, understand your because just to give um everyone a picture, mm-hmm. you've got one string which can pull the claw in really one direction toward you. Toward you. Um but if you're pulling towards you and the person directly uh, like if you're standing, you stand in kind of a a triangle shape. Yeah. So if two of you are pulling, um,
0: it moves two. It'll move in between. Move in between.
1: You. So you can really move in a. It you can move it yeah, to the, any the game point. The gameplay within. is
0: a triangular shape.
1: Yes. Yeah. So you you really can only control it in one direction. Um, by yourself, but working with your team, you can get it to any point within the mm-hmm. within the pulleys. And so, the first and primary object of the game was learn how to work as a team yeah. to pick up this one toy, grab it, and then carry it back to a spot where you can drop it. So, a typical claw game. Yep. Um, and you've got. Yeah, three people maneuvering it, and then the last person, when you say four people, the fourth person would be the trigger. Yeah, Um, they're
0: closing and opening
1: the claw. Now, once you do that one time, um, the game gets a little bit boring because you've already figured out how to do it. Yeah. So um, to spice it up a little bit... We happened to have a box full of these rubber chickens from Thanksgiving, a Thanksgiving game, yep. and we scattered them everywhere. And it's like, okay, you've got five minutes. How many?
0: How many chickens?
1: Chickens can you pick up and put in the box? <laughs> so it was a it was a fun time. It was fun. It, I it really was. Was
0: so happy. So uh, y- your uncles are not the game type. They
1: enjoy watching and laughing at Uh those playing the games, typically.
0: Yeah. But I think now that I'm I'm bringing in, like, mechanical aspects to the family games, oh, they got into it. The two of them (laughs) were like, we can do better than any of those times. And then they played it, and they're like, we could do better than that time. (laughs) They played it probably four times. Yep.
1: It was really fun, and it was... It was great because a bunch of people could play at once. Yeah. um, But it was also not chaotic. Yeah. I think that's one thing that a lot of these games can become is just chaos and noise, which is a fun in and of itself. Yeah. But this particular game was just really great. Um, It was a great bonding moment between teams. So we loved that. Yep. And yeah, great food. Um, Mm -hmm. wonderful weather. Yep. It was cool but not freezing Mm -hmm. and yeah. Really enjoyed all of that. Yeah. So uh, it was a it was a good holiday season all around. Yep. From Thanksgiving to Christmas and actually all the way to New Year's we were able to celebrate with friends and family. So yeah. Yeah. It's kinda sad to realize that it's all over (laughs) until next year
0: (laughs) until next year yep yep well those are our uh oh uh one other life update we are pretty for sure that july we will be going back up to headquarters in north carolina yep for what they call intercultural communications which is several weeks to almost a month i think it's like a three-week thing yeah, something like that. It's it's long. We don't know any of the details about it because they keep all that really hush hush.
1: But it's a it's a training of yeah. sorts and prep for overseas going overseas stuff. Yep. So, and they've been doing it for a while. It's yep. required for all all of the Wycliffe missionaries mm-hmm. going overseas. Okay. So we'll be doing it with a bunch of other people, <clears throat> yeah. um, in July, and we're very excited we are about very it. Very
0: excited. Our Hope would be that we are at the budget point to just move, but we will see. If not, we'll go for the training and then come back for a little bit. But we will keep you guys updated on that front. And now we'll move on to our final section. What's up? Welcome to the <laughs> What the Lord's what? Been Saying to Us section. <laughs> I said the last one was too formal, so I had to do something really informal this time, <laughs> and I, I I did so by technically quoting a early two thousands beer commercial that debuted at the Super Bowl.
1: I don't know if anyone's gonna. I didn't get the. Anyways, <coughs> Anna, what's the Lord been speaking
0: to you lately?
1: <laughs> oh wow, um, let's see. So one thing that I've been working through with the Lord for a a good while now is this perfectionism Mm. um, vein in me, the firstborn uh, type A, get every A, kind (laughs) of. uh,
0: I made a joke, yes, Um, at the, we went to like the new birthing center, we're going to, be trying here in Ocala. This was funny. And uh, they asked Anna, like, what's your blood type? She's like, I'm, uh, it might be, I think I'm A, I'm pretty sure I'm A positive, but, but I might be, I might be A negative. And I just, I had to crack it. I was like, cause we couldn't stand to have an A negative on our record. Now, could have we? an A
1: minus, <laughs> had to have the A plus. <laughs> uh, you're so clever. <laughs> um, Yes. So the Lord's really been walking me through, releasing a lot of perfectionism being willing to make mistakes and um uh, see my worth legitimately apart from my performance and it is it is a slow process mm-hmm. but um i think it's it's one of those um picture stairs like you're climbing and then it plateaus yeah, and you then you climb the next one that flat toes, so that a stair step shape. Um, and so I feel like we reached a new elevation. Mm. Um, when yeah, this past week, uh, thinking about parenting and um, wanting to do it right. Yeah, and thinking about all of the, you know, the, all the different ways to prepare for a baby and all of the, all of the many, many options for healthy pregnancy and all of the advice on the internet. My goodness. Um, but it, it helped to highlight and I was, I was getting anxious and that helped to highlight this mindset I have that there is one right way to live. Yeah. And I have, like, God has one way for me to live, and if I can find it, mm. then I'm walking in God's will. Yeah. And, and I'm getting the A, yeah. and I'm, I'm doing well. Um, but that margin for error is so tiny. It feels like walking mm. on a nice edge, um, because there's only one yeah. answer.
0: Like, like the spiritual journey is akin to playing Dance Dance Revolution.
1: Something like that. Yeah. yeah, every single step is laid out, and if you miss it, yeah. that takes away from your grade. Um, it And really, that that grade-level mentality has been decreasing in weight mm-hmm. for a while, but yeah. it still feels like, you know, you don't do this one thing right, then mm. you missed it. It's tough, but you can't go back and fix yeah. it, you just keep moving, and... You know, you didn't do that mm-hmm. one very well. So that's the mentality that I think I subconsciously just act in mm. all the time. And I was feeling a lot of pressure imagining parenting because now the stakes are so much higher than just my life. Yeah. Um, we've got an actual human being mm-hmm. to raise from knowing nothing yep. to being an a, adult on their own in the world (laughs) a a kind gentle fully operational and contributive individual in society so thinking about all that i was feeling a little overwhelmed and so i just kind of grabbed my bible and flipped it open um and I was gonna be going to Romans where I've been reading mm-hmm. and it flipped open to Second Timothy and I started to flip away from it and I just felt a check in my spirit, mm. like, no, I'm I'm supposed to be here. So I started reading Second Timothy. I'm like, not first Timothy, I don't remember. Yeah it's been so long since I've read these small epistles, like yeah. um, should I get context? No, I started reading in chapter one and Halfway through chapter 1, Paul is talking to Timothy um, about his ministry. And he said, I am... Um, I can't remember the exact quote. But basically, he said, I am confident of this, mm. that he is able to guard until that day, the day of Christ, yeah. um, um, that which has been entrusted to me. Mm. And that stood out um, because... It's like, he is guarding what he has already entrusted to me. And it had a footnote, that little, that phrase, what he has entrusted to me, had a little footnote. And and, um, so I, you know, scanned down to the bottom and read that. And the alternate translation of that is what I have entrusted to him. Hmm. I was like, what does, how? Yeah. That seems opposite. How can it be translated
0: both ways? How
1: can it be both? Um, I think the Greek, like the actual word for word translation would be my deposit.
0: Okay. So it could be
1: what has been deposited in me or what I've deposited to him. And so I just, I got stuck there. Almost
0: just like a what has been deposited.
1: Right. And so I was meditating on that. I really felt like that's where I was supposed to Mm -hmm. be. So I started meditating on it and realized that it's um, the Christian life is so cooperative. God's heart is to work with us. Yeah. And that idea of he's given us something to steward, to grow, Mm. to be creative with, to trial and error and explore with. Now he's going to guard it so that it cannot, when we, when we entrust it back to him, um, he is able and willing. Yeah to guard from ruin (laughs) that which has been deposited. But there is a lot of um, mutual corroboration and Mm -hmm. cooperation that God doesn't want to just give us something and be like, okay, good luck. Here's, Here's everything that you need for life and godliness. Now walk in it. Yeah. Um, and it's also not a puppet string. Like, okay, you got to give everything—like everything, like, everything yeah. that I'm that giving you—it's really still mine. So you have to give it back to me, uh-huh. and I'm going to—I'm going to do everything. Yeah. Um, which <laughs> obviously you can—you you can view it that way. Like, really, yeah. everything that we do yeah. is because God is enabling us to do it. Mm-hmm. But there's so uh, just that idea of of creativity and of cooperation and of trusting God to keep with that within boundaries to provide margin um, for that which he has entrusted Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. us. And, and Paul was talking about it as the deposit of the Holy spirit and of the gospel and of his ministry. But I, um, I think Specifically ministry, our new ministry is mm, not mm-hmm. just serving others. It's going to be parenting this baby. Yep. And God has entrusted that to yep. us. And so that's kind of where I've been sitting is, is um, there's not a one right answer. Yeah. It's a, there's a one right God yeah. and we walk with him, but we have been given the capacity to be creative. Yeah to use our imaginations to use our problem-solving skills mm-hmm. to draw from what we have already been given yeah. to create something with him. So, yeah, that's kind of where I've been sitting and it's given a lot of peace mm-hmm.
0: uh, to yeah.
1: the idea of parenting. Yeah. That I don't have I mean the 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 old adage, you know, you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Yeah. Like it's it's really true. I don't have to be perfect in every action. <laughs> yeah, every <laughs> my, time. My my God it will protect the life of this baby. Yeah, his heart, his soul. God Himself guards it. Yeah. But He's entrusted him to us mm-hmm. and to me as His mother to to parent him. Yeah. How how I will. Mm-hmm. So yeah. anyway. Awesome. Yeah. It's good. It's good. I've
0: seen you just be a lot lighter in the in regards to feeling like everything's a grade. And I've seen you become a lot freer just in your life and outlook and (laughs) when
1: they say there's freedom in Jesus, there actually is freedom in Jesus. And it yeah, it's truly wonderful. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's good.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. What's the Lord been teaching you lately?
0: Uh, I have been thoroughly enthralled by the Book of Jonah recently. Um, I mean, to uh to what I think we might both agree is a semi obsessive level. Of... You've
1: learned to balance it out, but at I'm, I'm first, trying. I'm trying. at first, it was very, very much all the time every morning
0: you walk out in the morning and i'm like do you want do you want to know what do you want to know what i read today (laughs) i I read jonah this morning do you want to know what i read this morning and
1: then i'd go i'd hang out with my sisters i come back what you been doing you want to know what else i learned about jonah yeah Yeah. (laughs) like just all day
0: yeah so i started taking one of the bible project classes on the book of jonah and they gave they gave me like a, a couple tips at the beginning like hey when you read it Look for like repeated words and phrasing patterns and repeated sentences and repeated themes and themes that it might be pulling from the rest of the Bible. And I was like, oh my gosh, this book is dense with that stuff. (laughs) I mean, from the get go, uh, it is referencing other parts of the Bible. It's pulling from repeated themes like, I don't know, God's chosen people going through the waters, which would be like Noah and the Exodus and Moses and even Elijah. It's like these themes and stories like the book of Jonah is pulling on all of those all the time. And it's like it it like puts all of those stories in a slightly new light of, hey, what does it look like when God's chosen representative Chooses to be God's greatest obstacle to his being represented to the lost world, um, and just the way it's, the way the book does it is very fun, and it's almost like co- comedic or um, satirical. It's very satirical.
1: Um, <clears throat> that's yeah. what I've been pulling from everything you've shared. Yeah, high satire. Yeah,
0: yeah. and like his prayer. So I, I I've started. Basically just writing my own little commentary as I keep figuring things out and adding lots of notes.
1: This is another example of how you steward what's given to you. Um, You have cool thoughts and then you actually write them (laughs) down so that it can benefit you later and it can benefit anybody else that wants to read it. I just love that. Uh, Just commend you further mm-hmm. because I'll have cool thoughts and I'll share them with you uh-huh. but then I, I don't do anything with it I don't yeah. write it down I won't remember it necessarily mm. to explain to somebody else in a month yeah which and, and, and yeah I just see a lot of stewardship and increase in just how you're operating in this so
0: what is this the compliment Philip episode of the podcast
1: I'm just – I'm in a I'm mood gonna today. I'm going to need you to
0: insult me a little bit moving forward because I'm feeling uncomfortable <laughs> right now with the amount of compliments. But thank you. I love you. I appreciate your compliments.
1: I was going to say it's Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not anymore, y'all. Uh,
0: a little sad. Yeah. But uh, anyways, I will be posting – whenever I finish like a chapter, I'm going to post all my thoughts and findings on that chapter on our blog. Um, so if – any of you want to read what I've been reading? You can. It's available.
1: Is chapter one up yet?
0: Chapters one and two are up, actually. Oh. Uh, warning I have not had any external people edit these yet, so the grammar and stuff might be terrible. But this is just first draft. This is first run. Getting this you is guys, the raw thoughts. Yeah, raw thoughts. <laughs> Unfettered access to <laughs> my process. Um, But yeah, like Jonah chapter 2 quotes so heavily from the Psalms and also from um, like the temple dedication in um, Kings and in Chronicles. And when Jonah, he says twice throughout his prayer, um, like, I will again look upon the temple of the Lord. And he, he phrases it a little different both times, but that is like direct quotes from... When Solomon is doing his prayer of dedication on the temple and Solomon is just going through and be like, hey, Lord, you know, if your people turn away from you and are experiencing this or that negative effect or punishment from (laughs) having turned from you, um, if they should look upon this temple again, pray toward this temple, like it's all that if they're coming back, if they're looking toward and the specific language used is this temple or this place. Um, may you redeem them. And it's like, wow, how beautiful it is that tie-in, that this prayer of Jonah, Jonah being like, I will look upon you in your temple again. And it's like, oh, that's just like a perfect one for one because he has totally abandoned loyalty to his Lord and is experiencing the consequences and is now like, oh, I will look to you again that you would redeem, and then the Lord redeems. And I don't know, I, I can imagine... Like from reading this, I could imagine being um, like someone from the tribes of uh, the northern kingdom of Israel um, who would have been a conquered by Assyria like within the lifetime of Jonah. So I could imagine being one of those people having just been exiled, reading the book of Jonah and receiving in some ways like a rebuke of, hey, why didn't you take? The lord seriously and why didn't you cry out to him prior to this but also there's so much tie-in and instruction in those stories of like here's how you should go about humbling yourself and crying out to the lord um, and turning your face towards him again and it's like oh that's a beautiful subversive way of instructing and critiquing all at once yeah. Yeah.
1: So in your commentary, um, I'm sure you've, you've listed all of the scriptural tie-ins.
0: Yep. And I have them all linked. So you can just click it and it'll bring you it's right to that chapter.
1: Beautiful. Do you draw conclusions in your commentary as well as to why, kind of like what you just wrote or what you just expressed now? Yeah. Yeah, I'll do, do you some have of some, that. Yeah. Some I, I do some of that in the commentary like
0: in. of you know, I could, like, I put in it, I could see you being, like, I could see some, like one of the original audiences reading this either just before Assyria takes them over and seeing, like, oh, this is a word of rebuke telling me, hey, you know, this nation who is akin to the ocean and the whale which will come and swallow you up if you don't cry out to the Lord again like I could see it being instructive in that way Mm -hmm. while also being instructive once the people of Israel are in exile to be like look the Lord wants the redemption not just of you he wants the redemption of these people who have overtaken you because Jonah's whole thing through the story is he's going to bring a word to Nineveh. Nineveh is like one of the capital cities of Assyria who is their primary enemy at this point. So it's like, it's instructive for them to not just look on their captors with hatred, but look on their captors as people the Lord also wants to redeem. And instructive on, hey, you got yourselves into this, but the Lord is faithful and hope in him is sure. And if you cry out again, he will hear you and he will redeem.
1: Interesting. Yeah. (laughs) So so a lot of scripture is supposed to be a bit of a mirror, right? Yeah. And re- you're, you're supposed to reflect on it. Yeah. I, do- I did not mean to make that but so don't. punny. Um, but it sounds like, yeah, Jonah is a com, a combination supposed oh, to be yeah. a mirror and also a window into what mm-hmm. God really wants to use. And I'm sure that's a lot of the Bible. Yeah. Um, I-, I, I think you could reasonably say that about a lot of scripture, but it's, it's standing out. Oh yeah. In, in Jonah for yeah. you.
0: Oh. Big time. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, it's so, it feels so multifaceted. And like, oh, you could run this scenario all these different ways and be getting different instruction out of it each time. How
1: is it affecting you as, <laughs> uh, like, on a day-to-day, besides just being a fun academic and um, intellectual exercise? Hmm. How is it affecting you on the day-to-day your perspective on life.
0: Um, I mean, I've only been working on this thing for like a week and a half.
1: Well, you so made far. a comment to me uh, yesterday, yeah, about how it's shaping your imagination. Yeah, it,
0: it it's shaping my imagination. One, as I just reengage in scripture and like seeing the stories as a whole, seeing them as stories that. I can project onto myself to be like, okay, how am I like Jonah? You know, are there any people that I'm so frustrated with that I would withhold, you know, bringing them a word from the Lord or blessing them with words from the Lord or engaging with them in this or that way? You know, are there things I'm afraid of? Are there, because one of Jonah's big issues is he doesn't like a certain characteristic of God in that God is faithful and God He's is merciful. quick to forgive and he is merciful. And it's like, are there any aspects of God that I find frustrating that I need to come to terms with? Um
1: So you're looking for your your Jonah. Yeah. Jonah like Jonah esqueness. Yep.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Am I like Jonah?
1: Yeah. That's really good.
0: Yeah, it's been fun.
1: So, uh, yeah, anybody wants to dig in further, hop on the blog. Woo! Yeah.
0: And I'm sure once I finish it all, I'll call Nathan again, and I'll have him interview me about Jonah or something like that. that could oh, be that'll fun. be good. Yeah. Make, I'll make, make him, Nathan a regular. I'll make him a reluctant regular on the show. <laughs> uh, all right, well, that's, uh, that's all we got. That's all we got for this update. Thank you all for listening. Um, Thank you all so much for the prayers that you guys have coming our way. And um, thank you very much to those of you who are partners of ours um, and are helping us financially to go on this journey. It's Mm a huge blessing. Uh, We do not take it for granted. We want to be very good at stewarding our relationships with you and in thanking you regularly and in keeping you updated on us and, yeah, just keeping those relationships alive. So thank you guys for listening. And God
1: bless you all.
0: Yeah, God bless us, everyone.
1: <laughs> it's not Christmas anymore.
0: Uh.